Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football game source and of course everything that we do here at the lakers fast break we truly appreciate everyone out there listen all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, The Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and be part of the conversation there and check out the great articles that not only Jamie Sweet, Yami Swoot does at his Five Things articles, but also as well the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. He's back and he's back with a vengeance right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Let's go ahead and check out his latest tweets today at Laker Tom on Twitter. Let's also swallow our good friend, Mr. Joe Sorrow, Mr. Sinblades with the Y, Sinblades.com. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. He's part of the many groups that they have there, so go ahead and be part of the conversation there as well. Because you know they're talking Lakers. You know they're talking NBA right there at LakersBall.com. Our good friends to Hoop Heads Podcast Network, always got to give them a shout-out. And if you can go ahead again and subscribe today, it is truly appreciated right below, right below Laker Tom. He's back just to hope that you can go ahead and subscribe. We're over 300. Let's get to four. So let's go ahead and do that today right here. Subscribe at Lakers Fast Break. And if you do all that, plus also as well, one more reminder. I'll give you probably another reminder on top of that. But our Lakers Fantasy Basketball League is still available for teams Go ahead and sign up today. I'm going to have the link right below in the description, so go ahead and do that. Nick Wong is saying, what's up, Lakers Fast Break? Well, great to have you here, Nick. Great to have everyone back. But here today to talk about what we're doing is, of course, a great episode we have on tap for you because, yes, we know the Lakers are almost finishing up the exhibition season. We know that the regular season is right around the corner, a week from Tuesday. We're looking forward to it. but are there moves still available for the Lakers and has it become more enticing because of certain situations with Draymond Green and his fisticuffs over there at Golden State? I know that's created quite the clamor as we talked about on last night's post game, but also as well, Victor Wembanyama, 
his tremendous performance last week that I saw live with these two eyes twice in two games, Tuesday and Thursday. I've actually got the tickets to prove it, which I'm going to go ahead and try and figure out how I can put in the collective case because I think it's going to be very valuable. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it out. But I saw him. He was tremendous in person. And the attitude of a lot of these NBA GMs might have changed because of the fact that, you know what, a lot of these teams might be tanking even harder now. So does that create an even better deal for the Lakers? We're going to talk about that as well. Nick Wong says, Matt Ryan, thoughts? I know he's not related to Russ. <laughs> he was playing for his very Lakers life yesterday. I will say that. And in doing so, he might have made his standing a little bit better. Obviously, we have to see what he's going to do for the rest of the two games. But if you want it, guys, if you want to go ahead and talk about Matt Ryan here in a bit, you got, you can, you're more than welcome to do that. But here today... Like Blue Magic says, get well, Laker Tom is a good man indeed. He is first up, first man here. He returns to us after a long absence and a most welcome return at that. A lot of people have been asking on Facebook. A lot of people have been asking on YouTube and Twitter. I know on his own Twitter, at Laker Tom as well. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you back. Truly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. First up. Before we get into everything as far as the deals and Matt Ryan and all that, what are your observations of the exhibition season to date for the Lakers? I think it's been pretty positive. Um, I think at the, at, at the top of the list is that we saw LeBron James can still do it and Anthony Davis can still do it. So the premise that we so easily forget when things go wrong like they did like they did last year is that if we have a healthy and rusted LeBron and AD, we can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's the first thing that jumped out at me for, you know, looking the way that Anthony Davis has been playing, the way he's been shooting free throws, the way his jumpers looked. Um, uh, and LeBron, you know, I think that's really the biggest positive signs. Then there are other really, Kendrick Nunn has played spectacularly. Yes. Um, he's played like we really wished we had him last year. That would have made a big difference. Um, but he is, he has played really well. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about Ryan if he can continue to shoot because he's one of those guys who can hit those sidestep threes and so forth where you really got somebody good covering you. But if a guy is really hot, he can still better offense can beat better defense. And, uh, so I thought that was a really good thing. I think Rees is still a strong contributor. I think that uh, Beverly is is going to be. It'll be interesting seeing how how we work out the guard situation. But all of this, all of this can be interpreted in a hundred different ways. You know, uh, for example, the Lakers could be encouraged to think that they can still compete. It's again, once again, it's the LeBron and AD train. If you can get those two guys going you're going to win a lot of games. And so maybe in the first 20, maybe they'll go through 20 games and and see what they're going to get from it. To me, the better they do, the more I think it's important to make a move to to fix the deficiencies on the team. We won that game against Golden State because we shot lights out. We had three or four guys that shot lights out from three. Um, We're not likely to do that all all the time. Um, But it shows what this team could do 
if they have the right mix of players, um, because there was some great heroic moves and shots on on the side of the Golden State Warriors uh, during that game. You know, it was for an exhibition game. It was really a, a very good game for both teams. I think both teams saw a lot of it. Out. I mean, I thought the most interesting aspect of the whole game was Jordan Poole. Um, here's a guy who just got flattened on video and shown to millions of people. And um, he came out there and really showed that uh, he can overcome whatever is happening in his personal life and so forth. And he came out and he really showed, I think, everybody that he he may have got knocked down by that punch, but he's not no pushover. Um, he was really impressive. And uh, it's amazing to think that that the Warriors have the heir to Steph Curry right there. Um, and he's probably going to get a rookie extension within the next week, I'm sure. Um, and probably over a hundred million dollars. So um, I think things for the Lakers look pretty positive. Um, there was a report by Dave McMinnon about uh, Russ sort of losing out in the battle for the guard positions because so many guards and now are playing well. Um, and I think that, there was also comments that David made that Russ seems to start games with a lot of enthusiasm, but really fades as the game goes on and becomes less and less a factor. Um, it'll be interesting to see the next two games we're supposed to play pretty straight rotations, you know, and, and, and these, I think that Ham has made the right move and going for AD at center um, because it, neither Jones nor, Bryant basically are ready to be starting center on a competing team. AD is definitely our best option at center. Um, but I think all of these moves and everything that's happening with the team still coalesces to a point where um, maybe maybe the Pacers will accept a second sw- a swap instead of a second pick or something like that will happen. So the Lakers will move off of it because they still need a trade. They still are two or three rotation players short that they could fill up with pretty good fill-ins if they can make the right trade. And I still think the Pacers trade is the one to make. Well, I will tell you that it's great to have him back. I did speak to his doctor, and he did say he is getting over his bout of Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup-itis. So hopefully he could go ahead and get We'll see, but it's glad to have him back. I had to throw that joke in there. I've been waiting to go ahead and deliver that for days now. <laughs> but I'm hoping well, you're right, Tom. The, the truth of the matter was that I, I've been out for a while because I thought I had COVID. And I was actually positive I had COVID. Um, and I went and got tested, and I didn't. So then I went and got tested for COVID plus the flu. And I didn't have that. And I went a third time, and they told me that they wouldn't allow me to come back anymore. Um so at any rate, I had I had something, and whatever it was, it was the uh, first time I think I've been sick in, in 10 years, you know, and, and definitely the last few years I haven't even had a cold or a flu or anything simply because of the restrictions that we've put on our lives because of COVID. So, yeah. but uh, it's good to be feeling good again and good to be back on the podcast. It's good to have you back indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But also here today, the reason why we're on StreamYard, he is the madman from Toronto, getting out of Toronto traffic, the magic man mm-hmm. indeed. It is Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. The reason why we do things still on StreamYard, I wanted to go ahead and you're now again full. You can hear you. I can see you. Everything's great. Nothing's jittery. Nothing's like shorting. So Thank you to the internet gods. But, but be that as it may, it is something that we need to talk about as far as the Lakers. There there still is, even with all the, the guard play that has been very promising so far in the exhibition season, obviously lends to the fact that there is make it easier to go ahead and possibly trade Russell Westbrook. Plus, you have the fact that, hey, he's looked okay as far as during the times he has been in there as far as for the entire exhibition season that he's been involved with so that's a promising sign but see the fact is that with the draymond green incident maybe probably i think it's a little bit more hyped up more than he'll actually get traded i do think that you know they're strongly considering maybe not signing to an extension so maybe he would be for trade if something went wrong during the course of the season but more likely because of victor Weminyama and his outstanding performances if you are not a team that's right on the cusp of a playoff race, if you think you're like hedging your bets or you think you're like on the fence, unless you're the Lakers, of that's course. That's half of the league. Well, it is half the league. Be. <laughs> and half of, that means half the league that's not named the Lakers because the Lakers are stuck either way. Like said, Tom said, it would have to be the Lakers get the second pick and then the Indiana Pacers get the first pick. It's really <laughs> to get worked out. But that would mean Scoot Henderson for our team. But 
be that as it may, Victor Wembanyama is changing a lot of ideals as far as GM's perspectives. Again, out of the maybe what uh, less than half full arenas that I saw both those nights, most of it was NBA or draft related personnel that was there. It was interesting to see how they're gauging it. But your thoughts on this, I think it's really changing the perspective of a lot of individuals in the league as far as how they want to approach the season. And that could be a benefit to the Lakers in a sweeter deal, maybe even getting the same kind of players you were offering before you were offered before without having to attach those draft picks onto it. Uh, Absolutely, Gerald. Uh, You know, um, I've I'm been rereading a, a favorite book of mine. Um, it's called The 48 Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the laws is um, your reputation is the cornerstone of your power. So you need to guard it with your life. And in this instance, I think that, uh, as you said, a lot of MBA um, offices now, uh, front offices, have opened themselves up to basically showing the cards that, yeah, we're probably in the Victor Wimbayana sweepstakes. And if that's the case, then whoever that team is dealing with, and for our purposes, it's going to be us, the Lakers. You're right, Gerald. It's incumbent upon Palinka to take advantage of, of what they want. They want to tank. They want to shed salary. But you've got to give a little to get a little in the NBA. So... If teams think that now that they can dangle, you know, a bad contract and and still be able to get those two picks unprotected, I think teams need to reevaluate that and whether or not you you really want to play chicken with Rob Polinka and the Lakers in this situation. If you really think that you have a chance to draft Vic. You know, only one team is going to acquire this player through the draft. Only one. Yeah. Um, and if uh, certain teams want to go down this road for, for what could be a transformational player, and he, he looks every bit the part, then you need to understand that there are consequences to doing that. In, in 2012... Um, the then Charlotte Bobcats decided that they were going to tank and they were insistent on tanking and they only had one person in mind to draft and that was Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. We, we know what happened. They fell out of the top pick. They ended up with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who was, turned out to be an okay player, you know, nothing special, but they gambled and they lost badly. And so if if I was a team uh, potentially dealing with the Lakers or potentially dealing with the Nuggets or the Clippers, I'd be very, very, very skeptical about about just forking over um, reliable um, fixed contracts that you use for trades in the future. But as you said, the, the player himself is very transformational. And it might be worth the risk. It might be. Well, it might be indeed. But I do think as well that, you know, when you have someone as it's a transformational, generational talent like Victor Wimbiyama, it's going to go ahead and change the minds of a lot of individuals that were 
maybe thinking, okay, we're going to have a promising year, maybe get close to the plan. Maybe now that they're going to go ahead and maybe change their mind on that, maybe now trades become more approachable for the Lakers. Your thoughts on this, Tom? I mean, because again, well, the thing about Victor that is, that amazes me is the team that I would be worried about is the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. simply because they could offer for whoever got the number one pick, they could offer eight first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. And Chet Holmgren. Draft picks, we got them. Yeah, and Chet Holmgren. They cannot use all of the draft picks they have. They can't even use half of them, which means that they're going to be used down the road. And I couldn't imagine a bigger spot to use them than to go after Victor. I mean, you got a, a player who some are even surmising, which is ridiculous since he hasn't even played, as being, you know, the next LeBron James, <laughs> next transitory player, you know. that, uh, and, and he's he looks terrific, you know, but but still, you know, I mean, big guys got to prove that they can not get injured. It's almost a, something that's got to happen. But he, there are teams that are going to tank for him. And fortunately, in the NBA, if you're not a, if you're not in the playoffs, you're a lottery team. That yeah. means even if you're the 14th team, you still got a little tiny percentage chance of getting that top pick. Um, so there's a, so you know, there'll be a lot of teams will be interested in increasing the number of ping pong balls that they're going with their number on it. Um, when we come down to the draft order and so forth, um, here's what my big concern with the Lakers is. I don't, it's one thing if you're looking for the best deal that you can get and you're giving up those two unprotected first round picks, meaning that you're giving up the most that you can give up reasonably. I mean, you can throw in three pick swaps or something like that to really handicap yourself, but you give up the two picks and you give them up and and you let them go. you got to get something back that is at least as good as Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which means that something has to pop up, either, you know, Draymond, because he's a clutch client and because he would probably be fabulous on the Lakers, is an interesting situation, but not if you have to allow Miles Turner to go to the Warriors, you know, that that's that would be a dumb move by the Lakers. Turner's a better fit than than and yet a lot younger than than and a lot cheaper than uh Draymond is. But you're you're hoping for a team to tank who's got a couple of good shooters that could aggregate to be, you know, for a forty seven million dollar Russ Westbrook trade. And you're hoping, and what the Lakers are really hoping for is to be able to get by with that with just one draft pick. Mm-hmm. So they can keep a pick so that they can go into the season at the mid-season mark and have a pick to really be able to deal with still. That following summer, they would have then two picks because we would have our right to the 24 pick. Um, so it, you worry about the Lakers got so close with Buddy Heald and then decided to go with Russ. Then they got so close again. I mean, at the one yard line with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And then we lost that. Now, maybe, maybe Rob Palenka will prove me to be a fool and has been tough negotiating all the way along. And we'll end up getting a, getting Turner and Heald for a pick and a swap. That would be the greatest possible thing that would happen. 
and I would celebrate and say, way to give him that, that extension, Jeannie. Great job. Um, I just worry about the fact that when you came down to making a decision, which you'd actually postponed a press conference for, that instead of taking charge and making the decision when there was a variety of opinions, you instead expanded the range of people that you're going to include in the decision-making process to include the Bus Brothers, who I would suspect basically value draft picks a lot more than LeBron James does. Well, Jesse and, Bus was there with me uh, in here. And his- are going to be there in 27 and 29, yeah. even and- if LeBron is not. Yeah. Yes, and, and that that that's an excellent point, Tom. I I kind of I, I brought that up yesterday in the chat. It's that the future of the Lakers is Jesse and Joey. They're the future. They're going to be running the did franchise. They screw, did they screw up the Turner deal, or was it Genie or somebody else? That's yeah, it. that no, that's a really good question. I'm, I mean, you know, if if we had to speculate, too many cooks in the, it's too many cooks in the kitchen, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if I had to speculate on that, I would say that um, if they were involved in the decision making, I agree with you. I think they would they would basically uh, poo poo that that move just just based on the fact that the, the the problem with that deal is that Miles Turner is on an expiring contract. That's that's the one thing yeah, I don't like get about an agreement it. to sign with him because you cannot send draft picks away. Or expiring contracts. Right. Yeah. If you're going to send away those. Right. I mean, if you're going to send away those unprotected picks, you have to get somebody with term. Yeah. Get somebody that you're going to keep. You, yes. only get, you, you don't spend picks, unprotected picks, unless you want to keepers. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, it's uh, like Gerald was saying, though. I mean, when you think of some, some teams on the margins right now, the Bulls, the yeah, the, the Bulls Ger- Gerald brought them up, and I, ironically, the Bull, I believe the Bulls were the last team who finished in the in the hot the high lottery side and ended up with the number one pick. I think they were 14th overall, and they ended up getting Derrick Rose. So a team like that could potentially, if if within the first 20 or 25 games. It wouldn't surprise me, like Gerald said, if they decided to pull the parachute and just. Just say, I think it's inevitable because everybody understands that. And then, and of course, attendance really does change this. Because some, some arenas, when they're empty, they, you know, you've got to do anything <laughs> you can to get fans in there. Russell Westbrook, perfect example, folks. But everybody knows that if you get caught in the middle, you're dead. You're not good enough to win, and you're not good enough to get a good draft pick. So your chances are really slim unless you happen to be to hit the lottery, you know, and, and you got the number two pick or number three pick because you were the 13th or 14th team. You just happened to have the right ping pong ball come up. But I think that there's, there's definitely a, a sensation of that. And when you got a player like that, some teams basically will probably join the sellers, you know, that's and what I'm then, hoping for. Yeah. I, I, the Lakers have a deal that can make them great. If you think about how good LeBron and AD have looked in preseason, how good none has looked and 
and several other players have played well. I, Walker has played very well. And there's and you've got Reeves and you've got Schroeder and you've got uh, Beverly. You've got you've got some guards who can who can defend. And I just hope we don't go out and play AD at the five, LeBron at the four, and three guards. Because we got killed last year when we did that in we got killed in the points in the paint and the rebounds because we're playing small ball. We really are playing. So it's not small ball on steroids because there ain't Mar- no Marquise Morris in there to enforce and everything. Instead, we needed somebody. We needed it. If they're going to start AD, they need a real three, a real, you know, six foot eight power forward type guy that can shoot from distance and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see what we do on that. Um, it's a disappointing that, neither Jones nor Bryant could seize that position that they were almost handed. Yeah, but it's I, also a credit I, to I, that AD played spectacularly too. I think the, the issue with playing either one of those players with uh, Anthony is that uh, both, both of them are vertically uh, deficient that neither one of them rebound very well. And um, that was a concern last year when even with uh, AD out, um, we gave up second and third possessions. Yeah, they're, gather, they're on, gathering. On the they, they gather, you know, all the time. Bryant got several shots blocked because he couldn't even get off the ground because he was, you know, he's, he's he has to gather. And same thing with Jones. But those are also reasons why it makes sense for us to possibly finish the trade with, you know, with the Pacers. It makes sense for them, too. I mean... They've got a weird situation. They've got some good players on the team. I mean, they've created a team that can't win and can't lose. I'm still hoping for Atlanta. That's my thing. I'm still hoping Atlanta will actually disappoint, even though they got DeJounte Murray, because if they tank and they're looking to sell, I would love a package. I've already mentioned it on this show. Now hear me out again. This is probably the best package, better than anything I've heard so far, including the Indiana one. Be Capella, John Collins, and Bogdanovich for Beverly and also as well, Russell Westbrook. I think you couldn't get much better than that. I think that's a solid one right no, there. I'd like, I'd like Trey Young. Yeah. I'd like Trey Young instead. You know, well, yeah, don't we all like Trey Young instead? But yeah, well, he so can't play defense, but I, like, I love his offense. Oh, yes, he's, we all he's a spectacular offensive player. Yeah. But I don't think Atlanta would be unloading him, even if they actually do end up tanking. They got enough pieces that they're going to try something before they'll before they'll tank. So yeah, I don't so see them tanking. There, there are four teams to keep in mind then in the Eastern Conference. If you're thinking about teams on the margins, the Knicks is one, mm-hmm. the Hawks, the Bulls, and I'm going to be a little surprising here, and and I'm going to say the Cavs. Um, I think outside of Donovan Mitchell and uh, Darius Garland, uh, if their season for some reason goes off the rails, I think mm-hmm. you could you could uh, deal with them. Well, that one's going to be a hard one simply because of the fact that if you uh, have such a talented individual like Mobley, who is such a, a I think he's going to be on the verge verge of being something really special. I, I think he, I think he's on the verge of all NBA in his second season if he stays so be, healthy. And if he does yeah. stay healthy, if that's the case, and he grows that much, it's going to be really see hard for me to see them falter that badly. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. But I, you know, you have to include somebody in there. There, there definitely are teams on the margins. I would say those, 
those four are likely. I might put the Raptors in there, but I think the Raptors have a chemistry that will lead them to to not being a playing team. I think they're they're a top six team in the East. Um, so it, basically, then Gerald, if you don't, if you think the Cavs are out, then there are three teams, right? The Knicks, the Bulls, the Hawks. If you if one of those teams falters and Look, we, we all know there's always one or two teams in the NBA who have high expectations and they just disappoint. They crap the bed. It, it's, it happens in baseball. It happens in football. It's invariably going to happen in the NBA. It's just what you said, Gerald. Is Rob Polinka going to strike when the iron's hot? Or is he going to just sit back and twiddle his thumbs like, uh, what was the name of that villain from the Bond with the cat? Blofeld? Yes. Yeah, just sitting there, yeah, just just rubbing the cat, watching all these great rotational players uh, go in trades to other teams that he's competing against. So, like you said, Gerald, he, he's got to strike when the iron's hot or, or you know, we're, we're just, we're not going to be able to compete. That's the problem. There's yeah, two, there are two Rob Palinkas. There's the Rob Palinka who's ready to grab the deal and is, knows everything. And then there's the Rob Palinka who all of a sudden will give up the mantle of leadership and punt. Well, let me ask you this then. He just got rewarded for his outstanding, and I use that very term very mm. loosely and very sarcastically, a performance these past couple of years. What by- happens when you're in a family business? Yeah, I know. Didn't I mention the nepotism yesterday, Sean? Yes, yes you uh, did, Gerald, several okay. times. Okay, so um, what, I'm, approved, yeah. not approved? Well, it's, a woman, it's a woman in charge of an organization who really doesn't understand the sport itself or the dynamics of the players involved in the sport itself. And she thinks she's still working with Kobe. <laughs> you know, there's there's that element of total trust despite... I mean, mind-boggling, goofy decisions. Drummond, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, you know, I mean, if there's anything that really drives fans crazy, especially smart fans, it's when their organizations do st- totally stupid things, like not bringing Caruso back. You line those little things up there, and little things count in every business. Detail counts. Detail is how you get quality. Detail is how you get quality on the floor, on the court, when you're playing the game. You know, paying attention to those details, where everybody's supposed to be on every play so that you understand the dynamics of what space you're creating and all of those things. They all they all blow together so that you have to accomplish those little things. And that's one of the hardest things to do in today's game because, you know, you get, what, six, six preseason games? Yeah, you can't even play. Nobody wants to play all our players because you don't want anybody to get hurt, for God's sakes. That As we saw here in Las Vegas when they played. Yeah, you know, and it's so it's it's like it's like a, I I had several times when watching the games the last few days, and the last game was not bad, mind you, but you know, like maybe they wouldn't shouldn't even have any exhibition games. You know, it's they really are terrible. You know, especially late in the game. Yeah. Well, in, in in his five years as GM, here's his record. Lottery, missed playoffs, championship, first round exit, lottery. I, I 
for the life of me, if that this was looks any- like a trend, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And to <laughs> me, if that if that was anybody else, are we due for a championship next one? Is that which way do you interpret that though, Sean? Uh, you know what, Tom? You got me on the spot here. I didn't really think about it. But... When you think about that, it's one, two, three. Wait. No, he won it in the second year, right? First year? No, no, no. The first year. Remember, the first year he came in with Magic. Right. Okay, okay. So so they had they had a lottery. Then they yep. had. Missed playoffs because LeBron playoffs. got hurt. And then they had and then championship. championship. And then first round exit, and then another lottery appearance. And now we're due for a championship. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see about that. Yes. But I think my my bigger point was that John if, just John just proved for everybody mathematically from the patterns of of the last. Don't give these people season. false hope. Do not give these people false hope. Do not give I, these people false hope. And, and I interpret that to mean that a Miles Turner trade is going to happen before. I, I hope it does. I hope something yeah. happens because um, I was just going to say, if that was anybody else's name other than Rob Palenka, if it was Sean Grice, if it was Gerald Glassford, we'd be fired. Jeannie, Jeannie would fire us over yeah. that five-year job Record. performance. Yeah, history. We wouldn't be able to survive that. I mean, but he uh, gets an extension. Yeah, I and like Gerald said, it's it's – it's one of the most confounding moves that the organization has made, and and that's saying something. I understand it's probably to align with Darvin Ham, but are you really going to, you know, if he continues down that pattern of decision making, which you've seen is very shaky and suspect at as best, especially in the past two seasons? Are you going to continue with that? That's the problem. It's the one thing you can be hit and miss on other things in the organization but when you hit and miss on the key players that's that's awful hard to build if you can't you know you you can't bet for 33 or 500 and and think you're going to build a really good team you know you got to be batting 7 80 80 80% 90% right well tom it's also the it's also the small things it's such a, when i went into detail yesterday about max christie let's say he pops and he later this year or late next year, you're now stuck with paying him an exorbitant salary in his third year, while other guys in and around that second round draft area. And you have, that to, get, you have to give him money sooner than you would have to. Yeah, the other those guys. Let's say those guys pop or those guys play well <laughs> enough to stay in the league. They are like on one million dollar salaries in their third and fourth year, while Max Christie, we're already going to have to pay a lot of money if he pops as an athlete. Now, maybe in two years he'll be waived and or he'll be just let go and, and, and move on and see you. But then it's a wasted second-round draft pick because you actually spent money to Orlando to get that draft pick in the first place. So it's either where you're spending much more money than you needed to or you go ahead and you wasted the money that you gave to Orlando by getting that pick in the first place because you had lousy uh, observations and projections on that actual player. So you don't win either which way if Max Christie, either which way. So it does not look good. It's just the evaluation well, yeah, process. That, that gets you back to the the problem of, of building a team when 50% of the players that you pick don't click. And that's usually the ratio. Let's put that out there. And yeah, for every team. Well, I, I think that Lakers would be fortunate if they had that ratio. And they've actually uh, had been better. They've been one of the better drafting teams in the past 
decade as far as putting mm -hmm. NBA players out there on the floor. Yeah, but there's a little advantage that they get for that because everybody wants to get a job with the Lakers and a lot of guys who would get drafted late in the second round, they basically don't tell, they tell teams they're not interested in that. They'd rather be free agents so they can go, you know, try to get wherever they can get. And so I think that the Lakers have done a good job of, of picking guys out that, that, that work well in that sense. What they haven't done a good job is, is understanding how you build a roster that has some balance that can play big, can play small, can play fast, can play slow, can adapt to whatever you have to adapt to when you get in the playoffs, because that's really the name of the game. And then you also do have to have a regular season plan. How do you get through those 82 games without blowing the wheels off your two superstars and constantly having too many guards and not enough wings? There's a point where you really got to question how, you know, we, we just added Schroeder. What do we need Schroeder for? You know, there's going to be guys that aren't going to be playing, man. And listen, nothing against Dennis, but he's an emotional guy. He don't, he's not going to like sitting on the bench. Well, um, but he was out of the league, you know, for yeah. a period of time last summer. Yeah, I know, too. But, you know, hopefully it'll, we'll see – you know, the one thing that I hated about Frank Vogel is his bias towards certain players, regardless of their performance, regardless of their stats, his, his feeling that, that, that Avery Bradley had to be on the floor, DeAndre Jordan had to be on the floor, Andre, you know, Drummond had to be on the floor, all of these various things. When you combine those two things together, it's a freaking miracle that we won in the bubble. I mean, seriously, think about it. You got... The team Palinka put together and 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 the coach all year long he won't move any make any moves, but then then all of a sudden, boom, in a series of two or three games in a row, oh, JaVale's gone, Howard's gone, and and Marquise Morris is in there and we're playing small ball on steroids and kicking the heck out of everybody. Well, here here's what I think think happened, Tom, and um it's a theory, and see if you uh, agree with uh, some of it. So after the bubble happened, I, I it's my personal feeling that Polinka wanted to uh, uh, pull the drain on the team anyway and build it in more ways that he wanted. It. So I think he he convinced Jeannie that Frank Vogel is a defensive guru and no matter who we bring in Frank will find a way to put them in a position to to make us a very good defensive team now that didn't end up being the case because it's not Frank Vogel's fault Vogel was a good coach there's there's no disputing his defensive chops but i think what what ended up happening was is that Vogel had really good defenders in Indiana and for, for the bubble season with us, he had really good defenders. He's not, he's not uh, an MIT defensive guru like Eric Spolstra is. And he, he obviously on the offensive end, he's not even close to Don Nelson, but if you give him competent defensive players, he can put them in a position to succeed. When Jeannie found out, that he's no defensive guru, I think that's when she got really peeved. 
to me, it wasn't it wasn't her spending the money for the Westbrook trade. It was the fact that Polinka decided to make the move. We're going to be more of a finesse team rather than a defensive team, and they all have egg on their face because of it. Well, it's something again we have to consider as far as all the different things that are going on behind the scenes. But I am terribly disappointed that they. Are, are thinking of Rob Palenka right now in a very positive light by giving him an extension. I think that they needed more time to evaluate this team before you go ahead and just automatically say, hey, you no, know, what, that's, not the Lake, that's not the Lakers way. I mean, how many years did he have on his, on his previous deal? Was it one or two? I think he had, I, I thought I it was twenty twenty four. But he got he got an extension. He yeah. got a, a three year extension, I think. And oh god! So he's got four more years of him. Listen, the, the Lakers. What's more important to the Lakers is stability, continuity, and not and making sure that the people who have the jobs know that they're not a in danger of losing their jobs. Listen, Jeannie, Jeannie voted right there. You saw her vote. Rob Palenka, you know, it doesn't matter anybody else in the organization. She's the governor. She makes that final decision. That They gave him that contract because they believe in what he's doing. They believe he's the right guy to pull those deals off. And he could be, okay? Because everybody, I mean, I don't care what guy you choose your your most revered analyst and and expert payroll personnel and you know an analyst they all screw up they all miss guys and they all have bad decisions and Polinka's where's the line drawn between the fact that DeAndre Jordan started all those games was that part of his deal you know we found out it was Drummond's deal that he started man that was a deal you sign your contract, you get the start. You just don't know for sure exactly what's going on with these situations. The one thing that I do like, and I give I give Polinka a lot of credit for this, is I think Darvin Ham's the right guy. I really believe in this guy. I mean, it's crazy, but I really do believe he's exactly the charismatic person who understands the modern game and is willing to do, make the adjustments or take, take on whatever challenges the Lakers want to throw at him as a rookie head coach, you know. I, I have a lot of confidence that he's going to make the right decisions and so forth. And I think where that's going to translate, it'll be very interesting to see. Will he choose the right players to start and, and be in a rotation? You know, will those rotations make sense? Can we shoot good enough? Can we defend good enough to win a few of those games? Um, can we show that, you know, we're, in my mind, can we show that if you were to add a couple of really strong impact players in place of Westbrook, what kind of team would you have? And how far could you go? And are these players that you're willing to invest the money in to make sure that, you have to give Turner at least a one plus one to match him up with, with uh, LeBron, AD, and and Buddy. Then you got you know two years of each of them to see what those four guys can do together as a team. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now, 
the big temptation is going to be, you know, can they find a deal that just takes one pick? You don't get as quite as good a guys, you know, but you save that one pick. The one pick that later could be the difference between you getting a Kyrie Irving or a, you know, uh, whoever you want to dream of getting. Who else are we dreaming of getting? That's the interesting question. They said Kyrie. They're not it. They're no longer thinking about Kyrie. Or maybe signing him on the offseason as far as no, free no, agent. They, they're not interested in trading for him. Oh, no, I, I meant signing him as a free agent. Yeah, but they couldn't. They can, they can. They can only get about thirty-five million at best. He's a forty-five million dollar a year guy. If he plays like it this season, which I'm expecting, actually, he'll play. He will. Uh, he'll. You kidding? He's going to have his best year ever. Oh, you know what? <laughs> if any any time he's going to, you know, it's got to be now. It's got to be now for him. Yeah. I know Nick Wong was saying. I thought that DJ being such a part of the Lakers last year was a little bit on Kurt Rambis. Ultimately, it is up to the coach to actually put him into the games and start to put him in the starting lineup. Kurt Rambis aside, I know he's been much maligned and deservedly so as far as his, I guess, uh, participation in what he does for the Lakers front office. But ultimately, it's what you know, he wasn't the one that could go ahead and put him in the starting lineup. That was on Frank Vogel, and I think that Frank Vogel needs to go ahead and get a lot of the blame for that. And I still don't know how DJ still has a – job in the league but hey he found a sucker in denver and there you go but let's get for you. yeah Friends i guess so. for you yeah, nuggets they, fans nuggets fans pray pray yeah. to the basketball gods <laughs> that nothing happens to the joker because must, if it, yeah. yeah because if it does you will feel our pain and you will receive no sympathy oh uh, that's right for sure i will say you know that. It, Last night's win, I thought was really important. A lot more important than most of the other, any other situation I could think of. Not only because we beat the Warriors, but we beat them at home. We beat them in a game where both, where they had some players play, play lights out, man. I mean, Poole, a couple of those moves that Poole made, um, Two guys shooting 93% as number one and number two free throw shooters in the league. And you got these two guys that both are bombing away from 40 feet away. The Lakers responded really beautifully in this game. I was really impressed with the way that they, the way that they played. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Ham's rotations are. I'm really, that's the next big thing that I need to see in order to, continue my same feelings real strongly that he's the right coach for this particular team in this particular situation. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I know a lot of people out there are speculating what the Lakers will do as well, but it's been a great conversation. Nick Wong is kind of bummed about he treat how he treated Dwight too. Well, you know what, Dwight right now, not out of the league, looking for a place in the league or the WWE, your choice there, but before we head on out, uh, I know that you guys have some last and final thoughts before our next coverage right now is we're scheduled to go ahead and do some post games right now as far as on Wednesday night. Don't have anything planned for Tuesday, but you never know. It all depends on what's going on with the NBA. But, Sean, when, it can, when you consider what's going on with Matt Ryan trying to make his place on the team, with, with the roster the way it is, any last thoughts on the Lakers before we head on out? You know what, Gerald, at this point, the, the win was great. And I saw Lakers Twitter last night was ready to declare Matt Ryan the next uh, Del Curry. 
Uh, slow your slow your roll on that one, Lakers Twitter. All right, like give the kid a, a chance to breathe after that kind of performance. Watch but him play look, defense, and then you'll maybe uh, yeah. You, you know what, Gerald? He should again. He should hit six out of nine every game. You know it what? If he, could, if he could shoot true. like if he could shoot like that and play with a hot poker up his, you know what? <laughs> defensively, he's gonna get minutes. It's yeah. it's just that simple. I'm with Tom. I'm interested to see. Ham's rotations at this point. I think Gerald, I, I've said this before. I think it's all hands, hands on deck. The best five guys put them on the floor, regardless of position, put them on the floor and finish with the best five guys who've been playing in the game. I, I think that's all we care about. It's, it's, we're not looking for, for so who's uh, your five, who's your five stars uh, to, clo- to close the game out, Tom. Let's say to start the game. Okay, yeah, I'd uh, I'd have uh, none. I agree, uh, one. Yeah, I'd have none at the one. I'd have Jones at the five to start. I'd have AD at the four, LeBron at the three, and then at the two, I think you got to go with uh, Pat Beverly, honestly. Very interesting, very interesting. Tom, you have any thoughts on that? I would probably go with none and Beverly as the backcourt. So I agree with Sean there. I think you got to start AD just because I, I just don't think you get enough from Jones and Bryant at this point in time. Thomas especially looked really hard to get off of his feet. You know, he, he's obviously still not recovered, you know, fully from that MLE that he had. I, I think you've got LeBron and AD at the, at the five and four. Then the question goes, who do you put at the three? I'd put, if that's the case, I'd like JTA at the three. He's a good choice because he can do a little of everything, you know. I'd really like to see Matt Ryan turn out to be the guy that could be plugged into that spot. Um, well, you know, we all basically have a spot, on the, a one spot on the lineup <laughs> that needs shooting. Man, that's that's the spot. You know, we're basing this off of one game. Let's let's yes, slow. No, it's one one game. Well, no, he's a he's a forty two percent career three point shooter. He's five years in, in, the, in G the G League. League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure that's clarified in the G League. <laughs> hey, listen, man. There's a lot of. Where do you think Jordan Poole came from? No, no. Hey, hey. There are great players in the G League, but but it's you know it's there's a, you know Tom. There's a difference yeah. between. Facing a pitcher in Triple A. How many guys? How many guys do coach? How many guys do coaches let take seven a game? Right, and then you come up tell you me, what, That right? tells you what you need to know about his game. He can make the shots. Yeah. Okay. Now you know he could fade out the way that Swider's faded out. Yeah, Swider can't make a shot for the life of him all of a sudden. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, and I really wanted that yeah, kid. To I really wanted him to be up there too. Um, don't give don't don't give up on that kid yet. Uh, oh, again, I, I, this I, I, is every guy has has good and bad streaks, right? This is this is a professional sport. You have ups and downs. I, I got to be honest though, his defense has improved from what I saw in the summer league. And any any thoughts on that? Well, uh, again, that's great, but right now with Cole Swider, he's still a long way away. He's still yeah. uh, you see. You can see he he really just does not have 
right now what it well, takes you know, to you, have you, that level. You look at it's, uh, guys who aren't going to be in that rotation. Swider's one of them, okay? Christie's not going to be in the rotation. No. One of Bryant or Jones is not going to be in the rotation. There's only room for one of them, really. So where does that leave Jay Huff? Jay uh, Huff won't make the team. No, he won't, make the te- he won't make the team. But where does that leave him? Because if you're not getting production from either Brian or Jones. I would, give him, get... I would give yeah, him a two-way. Yeah. I would give him a two-way. The problem is everybody's – the stuff that I read about it is that he's, he's a really a step slow on both sides, offensively and defensively. And that's really his biggest problem that, you know, he's – he blocks a lot of shots and so forth, but it's still, you know, it's, you can hit threes. Yep. Yep. So that's all I'll say. But once There's again, value in that, but you know, you, I still, you know, I, I, I think how good this team could be if they had Miles Turner at center and AD at the four and LeBron at the three. I mean, put those guys on there with, with none and none and buddy healed, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I'm just going to say right now that I've, I've put a task to the rest of the Lakers fast break crew, including these guys, and hopefully they will go ahead and respond by mm-hmm. Wednesday post game for the 15 man roster and the two ways. Who do you think should be on the 15 man roster? In fact, I leave it out to everybody out there. If you have thoughts on your 15 man roster for the Los Angeles Lakers, please go ahead and send it to me before the end of game on Wednesday where they go ahead and face off against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So go ahead and let me know. Add Matt Ryan's name to the 14 that are already there. <laughs> he's on there. He's on there. In fact, I made out my 15 already. So I he's he I will say that he did make it. Yes, so he go. made it in mine too. But made please go too. ahead and send me your list. I'm sending this in. We all know what the list there. looks like now. Well, <laughs> yeah, we do because there are some. Uh, I already, Jamie and I already disagree on a couple. So yes, yeah, I think you should send that in. So please, you think they're going to cut people? Oh wow! Oh, yeah, okay. they have to cut people. They have to cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to cut. No, they're, those, they're on. They're on. They're on just contracts just for the camp. Well, I think uh, Wendy Gabriel is someone that I think that the team should. Gabriel's really played well. On. He's played well. Uh, no, he hasn't. To my, not that I've seen. One drive to the basket per game is. There's a lot more to it than that. Uh, I know that there's been some issues as far as his shooting is concerned. That's during all the exhibition season. Plus, the kid has a lot of heart, but not a lot of talent. And I'll leave it at that. But again, I'd love to see your 15 man <laughs> rosters to see if We're on the back end. Another guard, huh? Is that what the plan is? Well, no, that's what Rob Palenka <laughs> seems to. Uh, Rob Palenka has a desire to go ahead and collect every below average guard that's out there. I want to be as small as we possibly can be. Yes, absolutely. That's his desire. Micro ball. We're going to play micro ball. <laughs> below Ooh, average guards. If you, are a, if you are a below average guard out there in the NBA, you still have a chance because Rob Palenka. That Bev is our. Our lockdown wing. <laughs> That's crazy. That is definitely crazy. That's Six one man plays bigger. Yeah, much bigger. That's just crazy. I, I can't wait to see that lineup. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. If you have any questions for us, please go ahead and just you know give us a holler. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Also swell Lakers fast break on Twitter, or you just drop your stuff in the comments right there. As far as on YouTube, I do go ahead and check them after the fact, but again, we will be back on Wednesday 
after the game, post game, I believe against Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Also, as well, we're going to be going talking about who should make the final roster. We do have a season preview special episode that we are going to drop a week from tonight because there's no game on that night. We're going to go ahead and talk as long as we can for that one. It's going to be a great NBA season preview. I've already asked the guys as a separate homework assignment to go ahead and map out their Eastern and Western Conference, number 1 through 15, trying to see if I can pull them all together to get a consensus, plus also as well their NBA Finals team. So hopefully they got it. the guys can do that before Monday. And if you out there have a number 1 to number 15 all the way down the list, both Western and Eastern Conference, plus the NBA Finals teams, Go ahead and send it out to us. What are they going to win? There's no contest. We are only 300. We got to go ahead and get more subscribers for that, my friend. Yeah. How about your New York Yankees hat? How about that? Uh, no, I, I picked up this Yankees hat. Okay, fair the enough. Yankees going all the way this year. Okay. Trust uh, me. I think Joe Soros. I think Joe Soros Dodgers might have something to say about that. But yeah. I will say, if you have the thoughts on the Western Eastern Conference, please go ahead and send us your numbers one through fifteen, plus your NBA final teams and who will win, right there for you at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Remember, we're doing a fantasy basketball league too. So if you're really into fantasy basketball, there's a Lakers Fast Break league. It's in the description below. Right there for you, wherever you get your podcast, and of course on YouTube. So go ahead and be part of the fun today. Right there, our draft is on Thursday night, so I'm looking forward to that. Gerald, are you a Halo and Elder Scrolls fan? It's right up behind me, right there for you. Yeah, right there. Absolutely. I played 150 hours of Oblivion, which is the one right above my head in Halo 3. I played so much of, in fact, I was a manager for a couple game stores around the time of Halo 3, and I remember the great uh, party that we had. I had over 300 pre-orders on my store for it, so it was just a great time for Halo 3. Could be the last great Halo game, depending on who you ask, so I think that's another conversation for another day. Or you can go ahead and hit me up on my Pop Culture Cosmos show, where we talk about that stuff all the time at Pop Culture Cosmos, so... Yes, I am a Halo and uh, Elder Scrolls fan indeed, but also you see Mass Effect and you see all this stuff behind me. But getting back to the Lakers, if you have any thoughts on the season up ahead, the Lakers roster, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And also as well, we'd love to go ahead and have you check out what we're doing. Again, I'm just a whole bunch of stuff starting with the post game tomorrow on Wednesday night. The post game is Wednesday night. After the game, we'll be here. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Appreciate it, Nick. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Thank you so much for everybody for watching and listening. So for the madman from Toronto, the magic man, Sean Grice, who we wish a happy Canadian Thanksgiving to. Truly appreciate him watching. And to all of our Canadian viewers, we wish a happy and safe Thanksgiving for you. For a returning Laker Tom, Thank you so much. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad that the Russell Westbrook-itis, you're hopefully over it. So hopefully we can go ahead and weed it's, that it's out of you. Almost ready to be traded. Okay. <laughs> All right. Watch. Well, Laker Tom, if that happens, watch him do like cartwheels yes. across the screen. There you go. That He'll feel so much better. So much better indeed. I'll be flying. There you go. He'll be <laughs> flying. Yeah, one way or another indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being a part of it. 
If you have not yet subscribed, be uh, be part of the over 300 subscribers now. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Please go ahead and subscribe below Sean Grice today. You will be glad you did because you get the latest notifications on when we go on air. It's not just after the post games that we're going to be doing. We've got special episodes. Hopefully, I'll get more you know, interviews with, with other special guests and so forth. In fact, we just got a new subscriber right now. Thank you, DM4L, for subscribing. It is truly appreciated. And again, if you want to go ahead and be part of what we do, go ahead and check us out wherever you get your audio podcasts or right here on YouTube at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.